Well, I think it's really exciting for us now to have these multiple examples of design driving positive business outcomes. Design is having a, a positive impact on reducing risk. When we're speaking to business leaders, we, you know, we need to think about what they're concerned with. Risk, reducing risk is a big concern of any business leader. Moving faster is a big concern of any business leader. So when we start to use that language, we really get their attention. Welcome to Design Drives, your audio experience about what, how, and why design drives things forward. A podcast hosted by Sebastian Gear, together with forward-thinking design practitioners from around the world. In this episode, I have the absolutely amazing opportunity to talk to Duke Paul during Interaction 20 Milan. He's the VP of Design at IBM and also a board member at Handrail Inc. Formerly, he was also the national president of IAGA. We talk about the framework of design careers that he's actually currently developing at IBM, essentially designing the designer's career. He also shares his thoughts on global design leadership, how he facilitates a global design community with over 2,500 designers and empowers designers to become leaders. Connected to that, he also shares inspiring perspectives on how design and business stakeholders can build trust and why understanding the business is key in developing into leadership. In addition, we also touch on data, AI, blockchain, potential futures of interaction design and much more. I really enjoyed the inspiring conversation and hope you enjoyed the episode. Hi Duke, Douglas Powell. So excited to, to speak to you. You are the VP of Design at IBM. You're also a member of board at Handrail Incorporated and also you know, formerly being a national president of IAGA. So there's a lot of topics we're gonna uh, dive into, but a lot of experiences that uh, you had, I think we could you know, touch on. But maybe for the people who don't know you, it would be great if you could give them a little introduction uh, about you and um, some of the things you, you worked on in the past and a little bit of your, your journey. Yeah, well, thanks for having me, uh, Sebastian. Yeah, so my current role is, is a VP of design at IBM, but I've, I've been a practicing designer for more than 30 years. My roots as a designer are in visual design, graphic design, and that was the beginning of my career. I was a partner in a small graphic design business in, in the States, in Minneapolis, Minnesota, which is in the, the Midwest of the, of the US, where I lived for many, many years. And in addition to, to helping to run that small business, I was involved in a, in a startup a healthcare venture that was kind of a spin-off of the design practice. So I, I had a lot of experience as an entrepreneur in that part of my career. I have been an, an educator and worked in, in many university programs. As you said, I, I was very involved with AIGA in the U.S., which is the big design association there. And but but all of these all of these experiences were kind of in a very s small setting, or the, at least the role that I was playing was in a very small setting. So in 2013, when when IBM began to envision this this new user experience design program at a, at a really massive global scale. That was a really interesting idea to me to do something totally different than I'd done before. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I joined IBM nearly seven years ago now, just as we were, just as we were launching that program and beginning to build our team of designers. Mm -hmm. yeah, super interesting. 
Can you talk maybe a little bit about uh, your motivations at the moment, some of things you're very interested in? I'm really inspired by growing, growing the careers of designers, you know, and as the profession expands and the demand for design and designers increases in big companies and, and big organizations, you know, I think we need to pay attention to what, what that, what that career journey is for designers from getting out of university to, you know, the most senior levels of leadership in big companies. And so that's a big, big part of what I'm doing at, at IBM is building that. It's almost like designing the experience of being a designer, you know? So we have an entire career framework that charts the path of a designer from, you know, from entry level right out of university all the way to, you know, the uh, executive levels in the company. And that's been a, that's taken a lot of work to build that. It's not very sexy, you know, work that we're going to put out there and win awards for, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's important work for us to be doing right now so that as designers grow into, into this new expanded industry, there's a way for us to progress. You know, there's a way for us to, to continue to grow as designers throughout our career. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, what are some of the things that are on the horizon when it comes to that, when it comes to design careers? Um, I assume you get quite a bit of feedback from designers also, you know, where, what they, you know, want to see, what kind of change they want to see. But then you also, I guess, have to look into the future and, you know, where the discipline is going at large or different design disciplines even. But what are some of the, the challenges you face and some of the topics that arise? Well, I think one of the big ones is, is designers becoming leaders. So designers taking on, you know, as we grow into these, these roles, my own, my own story is, is an example of this growing, you know, having an experience in, in a fairly small setting as a designer and then going to work for IBM and needing to figure out how to be a leader in a massive company, super complex and dense company. That's something that I'm seeing around the industry. And it's a challenge, and we're and and it's it's one of the topics of my of my talk here at at IXDA is how do we do that? How do we become leaders when we haven't been trained to be leaders? We've been trained to be designers. That's a different thing. So how do we make that transition? You know, that's a big question right now, and I think it's an important question because if we don't figure it out, we might lose our chance. You know, I, <laughs> we've got this. We've got this sort of window of opportunity here where there's a lot of momentum behind design, but that won't last forever. You yeah. know, we've got to start proving that, that we deserve and, and can earn the, the attention that we've got right now. And that's going to take strong leadership. So how do you enable this or like, what is the biggest gap you see from, you know, some of the, the people you maybe want to enable for their kind of leadership positions and the, the roles there? Well, I think, I think it's, uh, there, there are a couple of key points here. One is that designers need to understand the businesses that they're working in really, really deeply. Mm -hmm. This empathy about business, I assume, or yeah. needs, right? Oh, sure, yeah. sure. And that's an interesting way to think about it, you know, to think about 
understanding a business the way you might understand a user, you know, a person. That's actually a, a key idea there that we don't need to we don't need to behave differently. In fact, I think we need to behave like designers, you know, we need to be curious and we need to be focused on on you know, the needs of people and we need to be creative and, and divergent. All of these things are ways that designers behave, but they can also be ways that leaders behave. But the key thing that I see many of, uh, certainly many of our senior design leaders at IBM struggling with is how do I understand this business, you know, how, so that I can be effective in my job. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, I guess it's an act of balance, right? Because in the end, we're coming from a design perspective and sort of fighting for the user, right? In a, in a sense, we still have to understand the business and then it becomes an act of balance, right? Because at the same time, we have to ensure that you know, we still try to be the voice of the customer and try to be the voice of the, the end user experience. So is that a, a challenge you see? It, it, yeah, it, it is. And we need to be very, we need to be very savvy about that. You know, we can't just come in to these big established companies or even startups or, you know, we can't come in and act like we know everything, right? We can't be the know-it-alls and we need to have humility and we need to work with our counterparts in the business in a way that builds trust. You know, we need to get to get to know them. They need to get to know us. We need to build our credibility and and earn that trust. That trust becomes a really important, important aspect of being good leaders. You know, when it comes to trust, it's also about proving that you drive impact, right? Is that also a part of what you mean with trust? Yes, yes, it is. I mean, certainly we need to have that sort of person-to-person -person trust, but the, our, our counterparts need to need to believe in us, right? And, and so we need to constantly be demonstrating that we understand their business, that we have the same, we share the same goals. That's an important thing to have a common mission that everyone understands and that everyone is connected to. I see too many, I see too many design teams who just seem like they're going through the going through the motions, you know, and the, the designers don't understand why they're doing their job, why they're coming to work every day and why they're doing the things that they're doing. And I think that's a leadership problem, you know, on that team that the leaders need to be articulating that mission and they need to get their team aligned around it and motivated toward it. If If not, then it becomes meaningless work and nobody cares about it. <laughs> and you can't do great work as a designer when you don't care about it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think when it comes to you know, driving vision, a common vision, I think this is also a contribution design can really do, right? Um, Co-designing together with you know, business and technology stakeholders and then really trying to align on what is the united vision of what the whole company is trying to achieve. Another thing that comes to my mind when you're saying understanding businesses, trying to speak their language. At the same time, there's a lot of talks these days around the responsibility and ethics and design. So it's really an act of balance. I see it's almost a little bit diverging. Yeah, yeah. well, the, the, the ethical concerns that are emerging 
around data and around technologies like AI are, are really important. And I think there, there's a great role for designers to play in that, in addressing that. The designer is the champion of the user, right? So if that user, if, if, if there's an ethical flaw that's going to impact that user, then the designer is the one who says, hey, wait a second, this is a pro there's a problem here. And so we, we play a really, a, a really pivotal role in how tech is going to address ethical concerns at the broad level. We see, you know, unfortunately, we see, you know, in some examples now of big tech companies who are just losing their way with uh, around ethics. And, and when you unpack that, it's it's really a there's a an issue, a user experience issue at, at the core of it. You know, it's 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 impacting me as a user of whatever social media platform that they are not addressing you know, ethical concerns at a higher level. Mm -hmm. You were also quite passionate about diversity. You also looking into the future of design careers and maybe on a broader spectrum, how do you try to include this into your practitioner? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a big issue for, for design and it's been a big issue for, you know, a generation or more as the, as the profession has matured and grown. Quite frankly, the population of designers does not reflect the population of the world. <laughs> and so what that means is that we've got teams of designers who are designing things for people that, that have, that, that, that are very different from them. And there's a deep problem, a deep sort of cultural problem. It's not going to be fixed. <laughs> in the next year, sadly. It's going to take you know a lot of persistence over a long period of time to really correct it. But you know, in the US, you know, there are all sorts of issues around around academic, you know, access and socioeconomic issues and just it's it's very, very complex. And so we, we need to be addressing this at, at many, many levels and addressing it deeper than just you know, who we hire and who we don't hire when we have a job opening. I think what's also very interesting is when you want to get a, a foot into the door when it comes to trust. Can you speak of projects or maybe examples that you worked on in the past that really came ac across your mind that and what impact we can drive as designers? Mm. Yeah, I mean, the impact and measuring impact is is the is the question of the hour <laughs> you yeah, know yeah. and that's that's part of when i when i say the window is, we've got a, a the window's open right now but it's not always going to be open part of what i'm saying there is that we'll we need to prove our impact very clearly in order for business to continue to trust us and so we're doing we're doing a lot of work around that at ibm in trying different ways to measure the impact of the work that we're doing for our users, lots of different ways. NPS is a net promoter score is, is, a, is one thing that we've tried. It's a very imperfect measurement, but it was something that we could scale early on in our program and give us a, a chance to begin to take some 
take some measurements of how effective we were, we were. We're now scaling out a heuristic measurement approach, which we call design and user experience reviews, DUX reviews is our short term for it. And this is beginning to give us a, a deeper glimpse into what the, the start to finish user experience and journey is for that user. And that, you know, Again, at IBM, we have many, many teams and many, many businesses. So we have the opportunity to compare how one team is doing versus three or four others. And as we begin to have conversations with, with our leaders, our business leaders, we can bring that data to them and say, hey, you've got two teams that are doing that, 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 that got really great ratings in this review that we just ran. Three teams are not doing very well. Let's look at what's the difference between these teams. Maybe there's a staffing difference. Maybe there's a leadership difference. Maybe there's a, a way that the teams are run or managed that we can learn from. And that business leader then is, they, 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 they have the information to make important decisions. You know, when we can lay it out for them by saying, you know, if you've got a team that's staffed in a, in, a, in a healthy way, the right number of designers, the right number of leaders, the right mission, the right circumstances, and oh, by the way, they're, they're delivering a user experience that is according to how we're measuring it, that is scoring at a very high level, you know, that's an important story for that, for that leader to hear. And we can start to link those, those different data points together. You mentioning qualitative and quantitative aspects, packages into a story that then can then be um, told internally, right? Net promoter as a quantitative and then the own perspectives and conclusions, uh, qualitative. Are there any more tools you use to measure the impact? Well, we're, we're doing great, you know, we're doing great user research and getting better at scaling that. One of the interesting things about IBM products and services is that the the user ecosystem is very often very complex in other words it's it's not like a a consumer app or a typical consumer app where you might have one user if you're designing an app for a retail store you're designing that app for the shopper right that's one person you can get to know that person very very well But if you're designing an app for a, 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 health, a healthcare system, you've got technical administrators, you've got nurses, you've got physicians, you've got people who are doing bookkeeping and accounting, you've got patients and their families, all of these different, these different user types that you need to get to know in order to design a really successful user experience for any of those people. So that's a that's a very typical scenario for IBM that uh, for our for our design teams is just having these really super complicated user ecosystems. And and so beyond just getting good at the practice of user research, we need to be good at at these really super complex organizational sort of 
understanding exercises. We talked offline a little bit about, you know, at IBM, you have mm -hmm. so many different studios all over the world, right? Uh, I think you were saying 2,500 designers in, in total. Community is an important aspect. Uh, if you talk like a common mission and, and driving impact, how do you ensure the aspect of community on a global Uh, design program. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's really challenging. I mean, as you say, we have more than 2,000 designers around the around the world, more than 50 design studios and design workspaces. We're sitting here in Milan. We have a great studio here, you know, 30 or 40 designers here. And it, it is really challenging for us to kind of create a community for all of those designers to feel connected to a bigger community of, of peers around the country around the around the globe one way that we do that is through our community of, of design leaders so each studio has a leader each business unit has a has a design leader and so that becomes a smaller number right then then we're down to about oh let's say a hundred design leaders that then are leading the teams and organizations under them so it's important for us to 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 how to be connected very connected to those hundred or so leaders so we do a an annual design leaders summit where we bring everyone together for a couple of days and we really you know just get to know each other and share best practices that's one way that we do it we have an internal website that ha that has all sorts of resources for designers and design leaders and you know we do town halls all hands you know video calls on a regular basis to kind of unite that community bring them together allow them to tell their stories and share their stories so there are various ways that we that we that we stay connected and and try to have that sense of community you know maybe looking at the broader you know, spectrum of design you had some interesting talks about the outcome of design and i think how do we ensure as designers to drive outcome maybe looking a little bit on the broader spectrum of interaction design at large since we had interaction 20 how do we ensure that we not just drive output but also outcome mm -hmm. yeah i mean that's the that's the golden question really i mean we and again back to the window <laughs> yeah you know we need we need to you know, we, we can't be overly concerned with process. And we certainly see a lot of designers who get kind of obsessed with, with process. And I guarantee you our business leaders, so when we, when we talk about, you know, we, we have a practice of design thinking at, at IBM that that's very important to us. And, you know, we're, we're, it's, we've, we've worked very hard to scale that practice across the company, but it's not about, it's not about design thinking who cares about that. It's about driving outcomes. And it's, uh, that's, that's the number one concern of our, of our business stakeholders. So, I mean, there's no simple answer for that. Uh, you know, it's, I wish there was, it's, we're learning, we're working our way through it. I think the whole industry is, is trying to understand that better. And, you know, we're, we're, we're getting better and better at it at, uh, at IBM. Part of it is what I was talking about before with having some, some ways to measure qualitatively and quantitatively the, the output, you know, the output of our, of our design. But, you know, it's, it's also, there are all sorts of other, other ways that we need to be thinking about it. Mm-hmm.
you know, considering that you, you know, try to grow the design team on, on different aspects, what are some of the design disciplines and some of the most requested areas of design you, you really try to expand and look at? Yeah, we, we have a, an established in our designer career framework, we have an established sort of set of disciplines, visual design, UX design, design research, service design, content design is an important area for us that is really, I think that's a, an, an emerging, it's not even an emerging practice area, it's, it's arrived, but we don't have enough great content designers uh, yet. We have a small industrial design, traditional industrial design team at IBM that works on our hardware products. IBM doesn't have, that's not a, well, it is a big part of our business, but it's not a, a big expansive product area for us. So our industrial design capacity is, is, is fairly discreet, but a team that's doing really great work for us. So those are the, uh, those are the The, the kind of established design disciplines. That's how we set up our our recruiting and, and talent portals is through those design disciplines. There's a lot of talk around the impact of design at large. I mean, if you look at McKinsey study and also you wrote on an IBM blog something interesting about it, the value of design. There's also the DMI index and design and tech report from Joe Maeda. Where do you see this whole topic going moving forward? Well, I think it's really it's really exciting for us now to have these multiple examples of design driving positive business outcomes. And as you said, we've, it's it's no longer you know for years we had that DMI uh, Design Management Institute study that it was pretty impactful, showing that the that design design driven companies and brands were outperforming the the market by some really impressive number but now we have you know now we have multiple studies out that are are very that, that really echo each other that teams are moving that businesses are moving faster when they are staffed with designers and they're investing in design at a healthy at a healthy level they are hitting the hitting the mark with not only their users but with their market when they when they deliver a product in other words the the design is having a, a positive impact on reducing risk which is again when we're when we're speaking to business leaders we you know we need to think about what they're concerned with risk reducing risk is a big concern of any business leader moving faster is a big concern of any business leader so when we start to use that language we really get their attention and that's that's what i like in a tech uh, annual design and tech report which is a, always a great read you know they start to really back each other up and there's a real a real sort of consistent theme across each of those studies. Going back a little bit to the topics of the design disciplines, if you have a designer that moves from being a designer to being a leader, do you recommend them to uh, take business classes, like, you know, doing an MBA? Uh, is that part of the thinking or is it more the empathy and uh, the understanding? Yeah, I, I have a pretty strong point of view that an MBA is not how design leaders should be spending their time and money <laughs> mm -hmm. for a couple of reasons. One, it does take a lot of time and it is a ridiculously expensive thing to do. Mm -hmm. But secondly, there are all sorts of studies now that suggest that MBA programs are, are, are teaching a, a 
way of leadership that is outdated. That they are teaching leadership techniques and approaches that were designed for 25, 30, 40 years ago. And as you know, the business world has changed dramatically, even in the last decade. The expectations of, uh, of, how, of how businesses are, are delivering are wildly different than they were even, even 10 years ago. So, so I actually think that designers are, have, at our core, some really important skills of empathy, of co-creation, of visualization, of making and prototyping, that, that all of these skills are really well suited for how, what businesses need in the 2020s. MBA programs are designed for what businesses need, needed in the 1980s and 90s, you know? So, so I, 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 don't, uh, I don't think that's a, a good a good use of time. Now, that's not to say that designers rising into leadership roles don't need to be smart about business. They absolutely do. That's a given. But going and and you know going in on a a deep and lengthy academic you know degree program that's in my opinion outdated and and overly priced is not a not a good. Uh, I wouldn't recommend that. I mean, there are also some MBA programs these days. They try to claim designers teaching in MBA programs. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was just, I was just yesterday visiting our 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 studio here in Milan, and our studio leaders were showing me around, and they were telling me that just that morning, yesterday morning, they had a group of 40 MBA students from the local university in for a half day design thinking workshop that was that was a very that was a very telling <laughs> fact for me that the the MBA programs i think realize that they're not very well tooled for for what businesses need right now and so they're 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 hungry they're 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 trying to find ways to get students a more well-rounded education which which involves you know, aspects of design and design thinking. Mm -hmm. You mentioned content. Design is one example that is arising for you. And obviously the topic of design leadership is important. What are also emerging design topics you see rising? You think about what, what's the user experience of artificial intelligence <laughs> and what will that be in five years or 10 years? I don't think it's been invented yet. And so that's a very a very interesting space, uh, you know, to be at the early stage of a, you know, kind of game-changing technology and to know that we haven't solved the interaction design. We haven't, we haven't established the, the interaction design rules yet. That's pretty cool. I mean, if, as a designer, you know, at the, wherever you are in your career, but let's just say at the beginning of your career, looking at you know areas to to specialize in i mean that would just be a really interesting space to get into another one that's that's interesting for us at ibm is blockchain that, that's an emerging techno technical area and technology that again the you know how do you use blockchain right now you probably don't use it at all but again five years from now ten years from now 
Will it be on your phone or on your watch or in your refrigerator or, you know, there, there are different or in your car? You know, there are different ways that 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 technology will integrate with our lives. And we haven't figured that out yet. And so that's another example of uh, we've got some great, uh, great teams doing amazing early work and asking that question. What is the what is the user experience of blockchain? Super interesting. I think we need to um, you know, wrap it up because of you know time. But thank you so much for, for sharing all these insights. And uh, it was really great to have the opportunity to really dive into the impact of design and how we can tell a story on the business side as well. So thank you so much for your time. Oh, thank you. It was a great discussion. That was the episode. If you want to give us feedback on the podcast, have something to contribute to the next episode, or just want to get in touch, feel free to connect with us either on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram messages, or simply via the designdrives.org website. We love to hear from you.